Hallelujah. Welcome to our broadcast, our podcast today on, uh, on our podcast station, on our studios at uh, Gilgal House of Prayer. This is Pastor Laulula Dito, bringing you another session of One Day at a Time. Our devotional is uh, taken uh, from the Daily Bread, which is published by the Daily Bread Organization. You can get a copy of their devotional if you write them at ODB or our daily bread at uh, P.O. Box 2222, Grand Rapids, Michigan 49501. It's a publication that I highly recommend for family devotional or for private quiet time. But we share it with you for those of you who do not have access to it or do not have time to get together. We'll be more than, we are more than happy to use this material to. Uh, help you in your daily growth and walk with the Lord. Now, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord our God, that uh, we can come to you just as we are. Thank you for another day. Thank you for your provision and your protection on every uh, believer, on every viewer on this program. Thank you for your grace and your love, which we experience and enjoy in Christ Jesus and for the privilege of the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, we just ask that you will touch your children's hearts with the Holy Spirit. You are the mighty sanctifier. Sanctify your children today. And let all the glory and all the honor be unto our Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Once again, welcome. I just pray that you will pay attention to today's program uh, because you will find it very edifying. Now, we ask three things of you. Number one, pray for, for us. Pray for this program. Our purpose is to talk about Jesus Christ, to propagate his kingdom so that people will come to, to enjoy the love of God and the grace and the salvation that is extended to us through Christ Jesus. Number two, we ask that you like and subscribe to us on Facebook and, and on YouTube. And we are on Spotify also and uh, Instagram. Um, we'll be, then we ask that you please share it uh, because the whole idea is for us to preach the gospel of Christ. And you never know, through your sharing, maybe through your sharing, is someone is going to come to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do that, I assure you that you will not miss your reward in heaven. So, so thank you. All right, now let's go to our program today. Our program passage for today is taken from the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 64. Isaiah 64, and we're going to be reading from verses 5 to 9. We're going to be reading from verse 5. We're going to go all the way to uh, verse 9. So I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version. It says, um, You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. 
No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and make us waste away because of our sins. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. You are the, we are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hands. Do not be angry beyond measure, O Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look upon us, we pray, for we are all your people. And I pray that uh, we all will be able to say that we are all of the family of God. You see, here is the thing. We are all creatures of God. We are all children of God, but we are not all family of God. You can only be a member of the family of God through Christ Jesus. But that's another topic for another day. Let's concentrate on today's passage. What is this saying to us? Because the deliberate has a purpose for choosing a passage for us to meditate upon. I don't want us to lose that focus. So that is why they, they write a commentary every day on every passage. And today's commentary is written by Ruth Wan Lao. Ruth Wan Lao. And she titles it God's Molded Instruments. God's Molded Instruments. And she writes, I want you to pay attention to this commentary because these things are written by uh, uh, outstanding, anointed men and women of God. I find them very edifying. That's why I think, uh, that's why I believe uh, we need to share it and talk about it. So if you really care about the word of God, you will pay attention to, it, to this. And I know that you will not be disappointed. And now Ruth writes, Considered one of the greatest video games ever made, Nintendo's The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, has sold more than 7 million copies worldwide. It's also popularized the Ocarina, a tiny, ancient, potato-shaped musical instrument made of clay. The ocarina doesn't look like much of a musical instrument. However, when it's played by blowing into its mouthpiece and covering various holes around its misshapen body, it produces a strikingly serene and hauntingly hopeful sound. The ocarina's maker took a lump of clay applied pressure and heat to it, and transformed it into an amazing musical instrument. I see a picture of God and us here. Isaiah 64, verse 6, and verses 8 and 9 tell us, All of us have become like one who is unclean. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. You are, we are the clay, and you are the potter. Do not be angry beyond measure. The prophet was saying, God, you are in charge. We are all sinners. Shape us into beautiful instruments for you. Mm. 
That's exactly what God does. In his mercy, he sent his son Jesus to die for our sin. And now he's shaping and transforming us as we walk in step with his spirit every day. Just as the ocarina, ocarina's makers, breath flows through the instrument to produce beautiful music, God walks through us, his molded instruments, to accomplish his beautiful will, to be more and more like Jesus. That you will find in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. How can knowing that you are a recipient of God's mercy affect what you think, say, and do today? How can you submit yourself to his transformation? Father, thank you for saving me and transforming me so that I'll become more like your son, Jesus. Teach me to submit to your spirit's work of transforming me. Now, this is a prayer that all of us must pray, must pray uh, daily. See? Now, I'll be 71 this year. I was saved in the year 1974. Because that's been a long time ago. Okay. And in my work with the Lord, there this much I have found out. The work of transformation is a daily work by the Holy Spirit. You see? The work in theological circles is called sanctification. That is being set apart, being transformed daily. It doesn't happen in one day. It doesn't happen in one in one year. In fact, I don't think it, it, it fully happens in your lifetime because it is an ongoing daily transformation. And when you get to a place and you think, oh, yeah, now I got it. Now I understand. What happens is that the Holy Spirit opens a new page for you to see. <laughs> I remember when I went to the seminary. Because at that time I had been saved 20 years. I went in 1994. And I said, well, I've been a Christian 20 years, so I have a pretty good idea of... Uh, Oh, the Bible, because I, re- I read the Bible profusely, and I thought I was an expert. <laughs> I went to Golden Gate Baptist Theological Seminary, which is now the Gateway uh, Seminary in uh, Los Angeles, around the Los Angeles area. Listen to me. When I got there, by the time I graduated, I spent six years in the seminary, because I did a Master of Divinity and Master of Theology. By the time I graduated, I felt like a novice, like someone who was just beginning, because the word of God is so vast. You could, sp- you could spend 10 lifetimes just learning one topic. I remember the vision of heaven someone had. God took this guy to heaven. He said when he got to heaven, he saw a building, it was a huge building. And he entered, and there were these high uh, uh, towers that were inside the building. And there were drawers in there. So he said, what is this place? And he said, this is the library. And then 
they he oh, they opened one of the drawers for him, and it was full of books. So he saw a guy who was sitting down and reading one of the books in there, and he said, um, "How how long have you been here?" The guy said, "Oh, I've been here for a thousand years." He said, "Wow." How many books have you read? Say, oh, I'm still on the first book. And I'm still on the first page. <laughs> For a thousand years, this guy has been reading one book and he was still on the first page. That is how vast the word of God is. That is how deep that it is. That even in heaven, our learning continues. You see, don't begin, don't believe the, the, some of the things propagated by some people, you're going to go to heaven, you're going to be sitting on the clouds, and uh, angels are going to be dropping grapes in your mouth like Jesse Duplantis puts it. No, we're going to be learning new and wonderful things about God. You, you know, one of the things that Jesse Duplantis learned in heaven, he said the angels, those cherubims and seraphims around the throne of God, who kept going around the throne of God and I keep shouting, glory, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So every time they go around, they see a different aspect of the glory of God. So they couldn't stop shouting, holy, 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 holy. See, but the point of today's devotional is the transforming work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the, belie- of the believer. The passage tells us that we have all gone astray like sheep. We have fallen away from God. We have been polluted. We have, been, uh, 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 we have lost our way. The passage says that all our righteous acts are like filthy rags in the eyes of God. I don't want to go into the details of what those, of what the filthy rags really mean. But just think of the worst possible filth you can imagine. That's what our righteous acts are compared to the righteousness and the holiness of God. So that you cannot have access to God or please him by your own righteous acts. You cannot become a part of the family of God by your righteous and saying that I do good. That's why those religions that teach that, oh, if you do this, if you, if you give alms, if you perform some righteous acts, you do good. They're going to me- measure your good acts against your, your, your sins. And if your good acts outweigh your sins, you're going to make it into heaven. It, it, it can happen. It's not true. God is totally and completely without holy. And unless you can a- attain that stature, you cannot have access to heaven. The thing is, it is impossible to attain the, the star- that stature. That is why Jesus Christ came into the world to die. Only the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from our unrighteousness and therefore present us spotless before the throne of God. 
You, do you understand that or do you want me to say it again? Only the blood of Jesus Christ is capable of making you clean and making me clean. Nothing else suffices. No act of any human being can take them to heaven. Now, after you become a child of God, you are now led by the Holy Spirit to do righteous acts. Now, listen, the Bible tells us very clearly, for by faith have we been saved through faith, not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, and we, uh, uh, the, 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 that passage continues to say, we have been saved unto good works, which God has assigned for us from the very beginning. That is when you are saved. Now, God now uses you to do good things. And that is when it is now acceptable and credited to you as a righteous act. Not the things you do on your own. Hello, somebody. I hope someone is listening to me. I'm not saying that you should not do good, you should not help those people that you can, but I'm telling you that if you do that without salvation, you are putting the cart before the horse. The horse is your salvation first, and then your righteous acts follows. The book of James tells us very clearly. Say, show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So it is important for us to understand how these things work. And the work of trans, trans, uh, transformation, your work with God starts from the day of your salvation. Don't think, oh, now I'm saved, everything is okay. <laughs> I would say you are a new person, but you are a new, it's a new person that now needs to, to be transformed into the image of Christ. And the Holy Spirit, with the word of, using the word of God, begins the work of, uh, of sanctification in your life so that daily you are molded into the image of Christ. So when you have those trials, those uncomfortable times, those unpleasant times, it is the work of molding that God is doing in your life. Because that molding takes away all the things, all the habits, all the tendencies and the propensities that do not fit into the image of Christ. And sometimes they are painful. Um, what, what's her name? Um, the name of this lady, the one who was in a Nazi prison camp, escapes me, but I will remember. She says that when God wants you to give up something and you don't want, you don't want to give it up, he says sometimes he has to prize your hands open to take it out. And she said, and sometimes it hurts. It hurts when God has to prize open your hand to take out those little foxes that spoil your vineyard. I pray that voluntarily we will submit to the urgings, to the teachings, to the leadings of the Holy Spirit 
so that our transformation will not be painful. And we will find the joy of being in the image of Christ because then we become an instrument of blessing meet to be used by the Father. That is the joy of being a Christian. I pray that you will experience that joy in the mighty name of Jesus. Now for those of you, if there have been anyone out there who has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I want to plead with you. Pay close attention to this because your life depends on it. Your life here on earth and your, the rest of your life in eternity depends on it. Where do you want to spend eternity? In hell or in heaven? The only person who can take you to heaven is Jesus Christ. Don't leave it up until it's too late. Because once you die, there is no reparation. There is no repair anymore. Because God loves you. Jesus loves you. That's why he came to the world to die. If you were, you were the, the only person on earth, he would have died for you. Do you know that? Don't throw away that grace and that mercy. Because then you will have no excuse when you stand before God and he says, your place is not here in heaven, your place is in hell. Examine it yourself. If you don't believe me, take the matter to God yourself. Say, God, I want to know whether what this guy is saying is true or not. Show it to me, and he will show it to you. And it will be left for you to decide whether you want to accept it or not. I pray that you will indeed surrender yourself to the calling of the Almighty God. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, and your love. Your love for all of mankind. Thank you that your son had to suffer excruciating pain for us to receive this grace and this mercy of salvation, for us to receive forgiveness. Oh, Lord, I just pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will open the spiritual eyes of every hearer, oh, Lord, our God. You will touch their hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Salvation will come into their lives. You will transform your children into the image of Christ, Father. Let that be the lot of every single one of us. Oh, Lord, our God, that when we see your face, we will see you smile at us and say, Well done, my son. Well done, my daughter. Enter into the joy of your Father. Let all the glory and all the honor be unto you, Father. For in Jesus' marvelous name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Thank you for being with us today on One Day at a Time. Please, uh, we urge you to like this uh, program and to uh, subscribe. You can find us on, as you, well, you're on Facebook already. You can find us also on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify. And uh, your favorite podcast uh, platform, you can find us there. We urge you to like and share it especially sharing because it is in sharing that you're sharing the word of God. And you never know, maybe you will, by your sharing, bring someone to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I just pray that uh, I, the Lord will bless you abundantly uh, for, your, for sharing it. Thank you for joining us again tomorrow by the grace of God as we bring you 
another version of one day at a time. Uh, Pastor, make sure that they uh, know that uh, they need to type in Tell Your Story on YouTube so they can find uh, and they have to search for your picture. Oh, okay. Uh, Tell Your Story. That's another program we have. We have it also on YouTube. Uh, We have it on Facebook. But that's uh, that's on the devotional. That's a testimony program. And maybe you will join us one day because we want to hear people's salvation experience. We want people to share their testimony. Tell your story. How did God reveal himself to you? How do you know you're going to heaven? (laughs) It is extremely important because nobody can argue with you. You know, you're not saying this is what I read somewhere. This is what the Bible says. This is what happened to me. I have shared my own testimony. And yesterday we had a guest, Sister Nancy. She, she told her story of how God reached her. So tell your story. If you want to, if you want to tell your story, contact us on Facebook or YouTube and how we can reach you. And then we can uh, we'll get in touch with you and you will tell your story to the whole world. Uh, yes, uh, Pastor. We also have an email. Tell yeah. your story together. Tell yeah. your story seven eight eight three nine at gmail dot com. Amen. That is the voice of uh, the very handsome uh, brother Jesse Perelis. I can say that because you don't see his face. <laughs> but uh, thank you, brother Jesse, for for reminding us of that. God bless you. Thank you.